Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith Parrish here once again. With my buddies through the miracle of computer phone, here with Chuck Anderson. Hey now! And with John Burr. Kudos to me. Kudos to John. Um, we had a few people who were upset last week with no Chuck Hey Now. Um, mm-hmm. We tried to fill in with John saying Hey Now. It wasn't the same energy. Wasn't It was same a butterfly effect magic. of terror. Because yeah. I meant to join the show by saying kudos to me last week. Right. Huh. Thereupon setting off a veritable tidal wave of Dylan Brooks solipsistic shenanigans. Yeah. Because I had to say, <laughs> hey, now, we didn't even talk about Dylan Brooks last week. And it got pretty much all saved for the uh, weekly playback, which was still fun. We did. Did we not? I can't remember which show was which. I feel yeah. like we talked a lot about Dylan Brooks on the show last week, <clears throat> but maybe we did. Well, well we should talk was... about more because kudos to me is uh, it's, a, it's a lifestyle brand now. It's uh, <laughs> I'm almost, life. Um, John, I'm almost certain we did this last week. But, okay. Well, okay. just making sure <laughs> how, I mean, this look, this the emotions I'm feeling can only be sum- summarized in three words, which are... are on the tip of my tongue at all times now, and those words are kudos to me. Yeah, if you missed kudos last you. week's show for whatever you're reason. You're listening to it now. You're listening to it right now. Uh-huh. Dylan so Brooks had a quote you. about a shot selection where he said, I'm getting better at it. I had a six assist this last game. Kudos to me. Um, you don't even need context. Okay. It's just one of the greatest things an athlete has ever said. Uh, I assume that there were no follow-up questions. <laughs> yeah, I don't... They were. I, I all all of the reporters decided clip. to leave. I they they said it's clip. enough. They I'm done. Affirmatively. Maybe it's just like <laughs> maybe it's like those um, pool reporter interviews with NBA officials after controversial calls. I didn't know the specifics <laughs> of this. Like you, you, we see them released, and they're always absurd. 
Like there was a big blown call in some Raptors game. I can't remember which game it was. It was the I think it was the Raptors Bucks game, or when the Raptors came back from like twenty down. Grayson Allen mm-hmm. punched somebody in the nuts, and it was a flagrant foul, and it went to overtime. But there was a big blown call near the end of the game, and the pool report was like, "Hey, what happened with that blown out of bounds call?" And Tony Brothers says, "Upon review, it should kudos have been to me. awarded to the other team." <laughs> he should have said, "Kudos to me." Um, was- but like, what? What enlightenment have we gotten from that last two from that this pool report where it's like he just says, Yeah, yeah, that you're right. That was a missed call. I often think that like the, the last two minutes are just a way to cover up um 46 other minutes of bad ref like officiating. Like sometimes the they'll get it right at the end, but the whole rest of the game sucks. Well, th- well, so I found <clears throat> out about these pool report things. They're not actually like interviews. Like you can't have follow-ups because sometimes there sometimes there's a thing where it's like, well, you gave a weird answer, and it's like, well, what about the second technical foul where it was even worse? You can't follow up because, much like interviewing a famous person, you basically you have to submit the questions in writing beforehand, and then they they like they they write their answer and that's it. And like there's it's no, just it's, the guys. It's not of an actual journalism. give and take. Also, we yeah. had we had in that there's a wild. Was it Warriors Hawks? I can't remember. I can't remember what we said on the show last week. I can't remember what's reality, what's dream. This is like my daughter who's like, I caught a bird once. It's like, what? She's like, yeah, yeah. I, ra- to her. I ran and chased down a bird and caught it. I'm like, sweetie, you've never done that. <laughs> She's like, well, maybe it was a dream. Maybe it was a dream. Um, no, there was a, there was a, there was like blown calls in the final second where like Trey Young got fouled. Very clearly, the refs missed it, and then it came down, and Jordan Poole got fouled very clearly. But on the second Jordan Poole foul, I'm pretty sure the refs were like, man, we kicked that last one. We'll just let that one go. And even though the last two-minute report says, yeah, both both calls were blown. Um, anyways, kudos to us. Um, we're, a, we're a couple minutes late from our start time that we planned because I couldn't find my trusty podcast light, my streaming light. Because last you, night, where where did well, it I'll go? T- I'll tell you what what uh, what happened last night, John. No, um, some some homeschool proctology. My my wife hosted a professional <laughs> party, oh. and she was grilling. She it was taco night. I had to leave. I had to leave with mm. the kids. You know, you we were to get out of the house. To I think you would have had to leave house. regardless. So I went, is she hiding me from her colleagues? Yes. Have I met any of them? No. Has she had the same job for fifteen years? Yes. Um, <laughs> no, so I, I actually, I took the kids, <laughs> John, I took the kids to central barbecue Nashville. Nice. Oh, yeah. I, I'd actually never been before. So I, I took them over there. Um, but anyways, my, Mid. uh, wife was, uh, grilling. They did taco night for her colleagues. She was grilling some chicken out on the grill. Our deck has no light. It's just pitch black. And of course, or traction to walk upon. Oh, it's I've seen ex- extremely dangerous. Do Your not- deck is the place that, uh, Scarlett Johansson took her victims and under the skin. <laughs> yeah. a, I've seen John break his coxix on yeah. your, on your <laughs> No, you should not walk on our deck when it's wet. Um, no, but it, it gets dark at 5 p.m. You know, here or earlier, it was pitch black on her deck, and she's like, she needed a light. I'm like, we well, use this little streaming light. So she used the streaming light apparently to cook last night. So we're supposed to, we're, we're I'm supposed to log on and, and record with you guys right now. And I'm like, wait, where's the light? I spent a solid 12 minutes. I'm like, first, my first thought was like, did this woman leave this light outside? And then I would, uh, have, I would have never found it. 
I found it in a. It was tucked away on on stairs where no one could see it, like up against leaning against a wall. Because I guess it was just put away. Um, but I, that's I ladylike. It was. It was good. I mean, she she quote unquote put it away. Yeah, I mean, she hid it out of sight so it couldn't be seen. Which so is right. no one could find it. Yeah, um, she'll Tremendous. be very pleased you called her ladylike, John, with your. Mm throwback senses I, I, of, I, I think i think i figured girly would get me canceled so yeah i don't think either Lady one's like preferred um, well like but, todd Gurley, the the running back the running back good job chuck man uh i get uh nfl references again i'm back so oh congratulations john <laughs> the titans also now fired the office of coordinator so um you can fully fired everyone. Hey, I watched my first Titans game this year. They played the Jacksonville Jaguars. We were in a Woo. bar, me and my buddy. Oh, and man. towards the end of the game, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the uh, the Jacksonville uh, chant Duval. Yeah, Duval. When, yeah. Duval. When you hear Duval, you should immediately leave. Oh, it's a scary nothing place to good be. has ever yeah. happened when people started yelling Duval. So can you give me the genesis of Duval? It's Duval County. It's the county Duval Jacksonville's county. in. Oh. Yeah. I thought it but was they... Robert Duval laughing. <laughs> <laughs> that was on yes. the good place where uh, they, they, they had the Jaguars fan character. Yes, um, Duval. Yeah. That's so. But trust me, nobody is saying Duval in like a way that wants to bring goodwill towards men. Jacksonville is like, one of the most terrifying places on earth. And oh, the fact that oh, the good place down. nailed that. place so nice is, they is, named it Jacksonville. Um <laughs> No, here's another. Since we're doing football talk and wife talk, um, I was also watching that big Titans game, and uh, the Titans had to win to get into the playoffs. They'd lost six straight games. They were starting uh, a folk hero from the, from the University of Tennessee. Go Big um, Orange. And apparently this guy is, like, one of the sweetest people alive. He yes. Has, he actually takes care of this, like, there's this – I don't want to get the story wrong, but it's something to the effect of there's there's a kid in Knoxville that's been battling cancer that was involved with like my in-laws church. And this guy, Josh Dobbs, hangs out with him constantly. And it's just like, you know, so like so like my wife doesn't care about football. She actually actively hates the NFL, much like Chuck. And yeah. she doesn't want us to watch it. But she found out this guy was was starting the football game and she randomly looked up with three minutes to go in the game. And I was like, <laughs> This no. is a huge play. The Titans were up by four with three minutes to go. It was like third and seven or something. I'm like, this is a massive play right here uh, for the Titans. And if you don't know what happened. Fumbling, uh, stumbling. The Jaguars scored a defensive touchdown to go into the playoffs. <laughs> like a game-winning defensive <laughs> touchdown with three minutes left. And I was apoplectic. I was like, the only thing you have to do is not score a TD for the wrong team. And, yeah. and and she was she was like upset that I was kind of mad at this quarterback guy who was basically he was just helping out. Tuck we rule. Had, we tuck were in rule. a pickle. What happened to the tuck rule? We the were pass. in a pickle. This guy's like, hey, you know what? Your team is terrible. I'll try to come help you out. It should sure. be like a good Samaritan law where I couldn't prosecute him for trying to help. He was right. trying to help, but all you had to do, Mister Aeronautical Engineer or whatever major you were, brilliant man. The just alopecia astronaut. Just don't score Man, for the other team. I um, thought Charlie Villanueva had a resurgence in a new career. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, breakfast. He's a uh, he, no, no ho Dobbs. <laughs> I like that reference. Um, what breakfasts have we had? Chuck, what was your breakfast? Uh, no breakfast today. I'm on a hard fast trying to hit uh, a 20 hour intermittent no fast. Chuck. No, but no, no, but I, uh, 
I did have a wonderful breakfast. So I started a new job. Um, I'm I'm working in a, a residential rehab now, right? And I get to hang out with these dudes who are trying to get better. But the best part of the job is they feed these guys and stuff the fridge with food for them. So I get to make breakfast. They give me money to go cook for myself and maybe other people if they're hungry. So uh, the other day, now, for are you breakfast, giving these? Are you giving these recovering men uh, pounds upon pounds of ground beef? So we had a long talk. We had a long talk about what their preferences were vis-a-vis 80-20 mixed ground beef, and none of them thought it was a good idea to eat it for breakfast. Weirdly, <laughs> they've. None of them probably are there for like wonderful reasons, but they all hated my idea. So I That's made right, some Chuck. bacon. You do have a built-in. You do have like a built-in winning argument. You'd be like, "Well, you know, you guys are on that side, and I'm on this <laughs> side. So if we want to get into you should decision try making, it. try your you should... carnivore diet. Yeah. So you yeah, get to uh, where I am. I get so this week for while getting paid and not having to work a, a kitchen line, I ate uh, eggs. Uh, ham, uh, bacon, and a little avocado went all keto on mm. the boys, and uh, it was tremendous. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be able to not have to work in a kitchen and still get to be paid to cook. It's like a wonderful uh, chain of events. We can probably get I you on the, on the on the YouTube ch- <laughs> channel, Chuck. If you want to cook, make a little cash, maybe throw some uh, some YouTube videos. Uh, Chuck cooking some stuff. Nobody name, wants to see me anything. Name I've, it after I've... this is the Dwayne. This is Chuck's Dwayne Bacon. And just name Dwayne. it after NBA players. Let's go. Let's do, Let's do it. it. Here's the Amir coffee coffee drink. Anyway, um, what, uh, John? You had donuts from Mugal's or somewhere else? Indeed. And they asked if I was. It was. It was kind of. Uh, it was a good uh, cover story for me because I ordered three donuts for me to eat, all three. Oh, and yeah, because they are now familiar with the podcast, they assume that there was a donut for each of us. Aww. Oh, that's cute. So that's it adorable. covered up my... Um, Wait, they're familiar with the podcast yet? Are they paying you? Are they giving you... I mean, they they, you, they have they been hooking give, you up, right? But They give me, like... Dep- well, it depends on who's there. Yeah. I think this lady uh, doesn't have that kind of power. But uh, <laughs> if if it's if it's like one of the owner people, they'll give free donuts, and they've t- talked to me about doing a show from the gauze, which is not going to happen. What's up? But, Let's uh, do it. I'm down. I'm sure that you are. I love. I'm a donut. ready to go. Um, I mean, um, I've never even been, so might as well. It's just so good, and they're very is- nice. Um, but uh, I had I, so I've got a new standard order. It's usually just two donuts, but today I was being fat. But I do. I pair the blueberry. Uh, Glazed donut with the um, uh, a lemon filled now. Ooh. Blueberry plus lemon. Oh yeah! Oh, I and you love can go that. back and forth, Brendan Fraser style, like oh blueberry, and then take a bite of the lemon. <laughs> oh lemon, and you can smash them together. You can squeeze a little of the lemon out on the blueberry. I'm not saying I've done this. Yeah. I'm saying you could do that. So I'm, let's I'm talk about. You can also put that on the YouTube. We might just mark it unsafe. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's an NSFW. Not, not for what, children. What is the like lemon flavor? Are we talking like a like it's a lemon zest kind of of effervescent lemon or are we talking like this is industrialized chemical lemon yeah, neon neon yellow the lemon latter. yeah okay latter. hell yeah something yeah, yeah I mean, something my understanding that... of magaz is it's not 
it's not a zest uh, type. No, so, we're not trying to subtly the, invoke lemon. For the amount of times you need to go to McGaw's to spend the amount of money you get, go from that place that you guys go to, I've forgotten the name of. East Park. East Park. You need to or go to McGaw's. Five Daughters. Yeah. Oh, Just... you need to go to you need to go to McGaw's without exaggeration five to six times. Oh yeah. To even approach a single order. I, I so these, can drop these are 30... salt of the earth donuts and people. Yeah, and there's the, a lot can... of salt on the donuts and people. I love that. <laughs> I can drop thirty at East Park or five dollar daughters no. and not even really have eaten. Thirty dollars would clear out McGaws. <laughs> that's yeah, that's that, that's what we're talking about. They'd be um, like, "Honey, we're closing early." <laughs> I think I've talked about this on the show before. It might have been in a dream, but my brother-in-law, who basically makes more money than me, has nicer stuff than me, uh, shamed me for the amount I spend on donuts. He's like, "What?" No. He's like, I yeah. What does he he's, know? He's like, just go to just go to Donut Den. Everything's seventy nine cents. I'm like, oh, that's why you have more money, I guess. Um, the, uh, you have me there. Uh, that's like, when you. Like, that's when you say kudos to you. Kudos to you. Kudos I, to you. I have a lot of leftovers in the house because of this party that was hosted at my house where I wasn't invited. Um, but <laughs> I think I went so hard last night. I I just I didn't feel like I could touch it yet. There was like leftover cakes and pies, and I love nothing nothing more than a cake and pie breakfast. Um, it's like a donut, but in the shape of a cake or a pie. And um, <laughs> I haven't I haven't touched it. I'm going to. I think I'm going to have a pecan pie in a little bit when my constitution gets a little more together. Right now, I'm still feeling maybe the after effects of a, a central barbecue. Went pretty hard mm. on their jerk wings and just the standard wet wings. They were. They were kicking. They were hot. Were they? I like it. I mean, I like a spice in my uh, on my wings, but it, it was I a do lot. I think wings are the best menu item at that barbecue and restaurant. And then uh, afterwards, speaking of just just lighting money on fire, just spending way too much money, much like the the pricey bourgeoisie donuts uh, or bougie donuts. The uh, <laughs> um, I went the what? to bourgeoisie. What was that? Bourgeoisie? <laughs> there we go. All right. I just um, didn't catch it first. I thought your mouth just fluttered for a second. the production on this podcast. That's okay, right. good. Um, I, I went to, I took the kids because I'm trying to buy their love. I took them to the to the nearest ice cream place, which is, of course, the most expensive ice cream place in the world, Ginny's. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, that's another one where my son was like, when will we ever get a cone with three scoops? I'm like, boy, that cost $8. Yeah. Like, like, no, we're, we're those are we're, free trade beans. Yeah. I'm like, we're sticking with the $4 kid single scoop, um, which is still just way too much. But the combination of barbecue and ice cream and uh, and then the morning's coffee, I, I'm not quite ready for my pumpkin or my pecan pie yet, but I hope to be very, very soon. Mm. Uh, anyway, so those were our breakfast. After our breakfast, we move to our breakfast in bed apologies. And also in a little bit, we're going to kind of break form a little bit uh, and select some all-stars. We're going to try to pick the all-stars. We'll do that uh, just after this little apology segment, just so you know. So don't turn it off now that, of course, the uh, the good part of the show is over. Um, <laughs> what things would you like to make right that you got wrong in a previous show um john what do you need to make your breakfast in better last week i made much ado about um nas reed i thought singling out rudy gobert as the sorry not sorry secret not secret problem child 
in the Timberwolves locker room. I have since been alerted that he was not even talking about Rudy Gobert and was, in fact, talking about D'Angelo Russell, which I guess I should have realized. <laughs> Watch those games. Uh, Rudy Rudy is at least trying. He seems somewhat incompetent at times. But D'Angelo Russell is a player that um, is clearly loathed on his own team, particularly by his own coach. Um, I mean, Rudy Gobert also will have, like, a ridiculous wilt stat line. You know, yes. like get like 25 rebounds. I'm confused well, by Rudy Gobert. Yeah, Russell will sometimes Rudy's have been like dominating Mike the last Conley in his prime stat lines, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Former almost all-star Mike Conley type stat lines, so. <laughs> Without you know, the defensive stats. <laughs> we we blame Rudy, and it turns out most people, the, the accepted version of events is that they were maybe calling out D'Angelo Russell, so. Again, I don't have hard facts on any of this stuff. No, neither do I. Uh, but people have. Well, then you shouldn't correct out. me because I just assume you were right and I'm wrong. Oh, cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just telling you what gets passed along to me, and then we uh, we regurgitate it on air, and that's how yeah. uh, the NBA Magaz. NBA narratives uh, get passed around. Um, how the Magaz pause. You got anything uh-huh. you uh, you want to make? Right yeah. Now? So my last show that I was here, we uh, had a tremendous brainstorming session where we tried to classify and name the event the malice at the palace 2 mm-hmm. which was you know the wonderful killian hayes flying death elbow the rumble teaser at the little caesar rumble teaser at the little caesars i want to thank uh steak tips tips burgundy brandon connor aka big pun aka the man with the plan he came in with the i think the best one you know it's little caesar's so instead of pizza, 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 it should have been pizza beat you. And that would that that's the best one. And we missed it. And I'm sorry. That's my job to put together silly puzzles like that on this show. Um, and I failed. So thank you, Brendan. Brandon. Brandon and, is uh, very talented at puns, but that one sucks. So fun. That sucks. Oh man, yeah. are you out of here? Pizza it's terrible. Pizza. If you do it in the voice of the little Caesars pizza guy, pizza pizza pizza. Pizza beats you. It's great. You guys are out of your mind. I, I think the task was un- impossible, unfortunately. It I mean, was. I used I a think... made-up Andrew. I made a, a made-up reference to cats. I guess uh, we should. T. S. Eliot gets the credit <laughs> for the name, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, an impossible task. We'll keep brainstorming. Keep trying, Brandon. <laughs> I've seen your work, and it's usually good. I can't. I sign, disagree. I, I, I think you crushed it. You okay. knocked it out of the park. Um, my, my apology. I'm surprised no one corrected this in our Slack channel. Uh, fact check, check fact. John, you were asking because you fell off the wagon drinking some diet soda, and mm-hmm. you were asking how much is a Route 44. Like you had two of them. Uh, yeah, 88 ounces to freedom. Um, liter you, cola. Uh, you were like, how much is is that? Two liters? And I'm like, I don't know. How much is two liters? Like 100 ounces? Not even close. Um, oh. Two liters is about sixty-eight ounces. So you, you cleared that two liters of, of diet yeah. coke easily, like twenty percent, thirty percent over. Um, honestly, I mean, and I was blown away. Chuck, clear a, bunk for me in your joint, bro. A liter in the yeah, court, basically the same thing. How long have a liter in the court been been about the same? This blew my mind. The first step is admitting you have a problem. How many stones of Sonic? Diet Dr. Pepper am I drinking? Kidney stones? Probably a few. I'm I'm blaming me not not knowing that a liter and a quart are essentially the same amount of volume. 
Um, why why do we need to know I'm, that? I'm blaming that on public education. And, right. and I'm a little because like, we, you know, the metric system, we keep it at arm's length. But I got to say one thing about having, you know, a, a kid in second grade and a kid in kindergarten now that's blown my mind. Living in a red state where mm-hmm. the, the state education board makes some decisions and I don't usually agree with them. I don't understand how, despite that, my son only talks about things using centimeters and millimeters. What kind of rebellion is happening at this elementary school that my kids are going to where they're teaching them only metric system? Like, is that statewide? I thought, I thought we were That's inches and feet or nothing. I think it's next. I think the war on Christmas has been extended. It's just the war, Next yeah, thing you the know, he, yeah. he's going to start talking about socialized medicine. I see this is a slippery he, slope. He was just like, he said something like, that's about like free health care. Look at the stick. It's like 20 centimeters. And I was like, what? Who taught you that? That's um, you yeah, should write a note. I should. I don't think our state lawmakers know about it. If they do, they will. <laughs> they will pass a law about it. Um, anyways, those were our apologies. Before we get to our picking of the All Stars, uh, about a month away from the All Star game, gotta tell you a word from our sponsor, the Memphis Grizzlies. All Grizz all the time. Stay connected and follow at Mim Grizz and at Grind City Media across all social channels, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for breaking news, one-of-a-kind content, and all the perspectives you won't find anywhere else. All right, fellas. Now, uh, before we get to our steak and eggs best thing, we get a break format. And we're going to try to pick who we think, as of Tuesday, January 10th, who should be in the All-Star game this season. Um, we're doing this now because sometimes we we skip it. I've done it with guests recently the past couple years. John uh, upsets me. Very upset about it. And so we deserve to do this together. And you're, you're absolutely right. And so we're going to try to... And we reserve, we reserve the right to cut this out of the show if it sucks, right? Because I... Yeah. Okay, we should agree on that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've listened to a, an episode recently, but we actually record for about three hours, and they come out they come out 42 minutes. So there's a lot Lean, mean. Uh, on the cutting room floor. Uh, uh, we're going to try to... The YouTube show looks like max headroom footage. <laughs> we're going to stick to the, the rules that the NBA gives us where the, the, the public slash... The the media and fans they they put it in a blender and it comes out with the starters but like the starters are kind of almost Correct. set and the then we're starters. gonna have to pick seven reserves there is some leeway apparently now it doesn't have to be exactly two guards three forwards and two wild cards so we have well we have some leeway there but we're gonna try to um pick what we think should happen using the limitation that we have to have five starters named by basically the public um anything else you wanna you wanna say as ground rules before you guys start or any rubrics I did rank I did rank personally? my res- I did rank my reserves. Oh, you got to. Okay. That's I figured. How I, that's but... how I feel about it. Um so we'll start in the Eastern Conference and the way the fan vote is currently that I think will probably stay because I don't think the media and players are going to are going to be able to overcome the 50% fan vote. It looks like the Eastern Conference starters are going to be Kyrie Irving, Donovan Mitchell, Giannis Antetokounmpo. 
Joel Embiid, Kevin Durant. Um, that looks good to me. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we don't. So, yeah, I feel like they, considering the, how they do the front court and back court, that seems correct. Yeah. Uh, Jason Tatum, obviously the guy getting screwed here. Um, right. But so we're mm-hmm. we're all gonna have those five. We're all gonna have Jason Tatum as a reserve. Duh. Um, I'm just assuming. I didn't check with you guys, but you know, we're not trying to we're not trying to be controversial here. Um, no. that leaves six players, six spots. Um, Chuck. Oh no, you... I did seven. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm saying we've, oh, we've, okay, we've, sorry, we've already used Tatum, six. Tatum, Tatum. We have the five Tatum, starters gotcha. plus Tatum at six. There are six <laughs> spots like, left. I could have sworn there were Chuck, six. Chuck, do you want to go? Do you, you want to go first or second? You, or uh, um, you I'll go first, and I want to go. I I, I think I want to be controversial. Okay. Give me Kyle Kuzma, baby. Put Cal Kuzma on my all-star team just because it's hilarious. Are you doing a and bit? It'll make, okay. And it'll make, it'll make Lakers fans angry. <laughs> uh, well, look, I, Kuzma doesn't suck. And he's uh, he's got some votes. And he's playing as good as he could play. Um, but, no, for real, give me, uh, give me Jimmy Butler, yep. even though he doesn't play many games. Um, he still makes it. Plays enough. He still makes it. I got Jimmy Butler in. Yeah. Yeah. James Harden. Um, I I would like to see Tyrese Halliburton in. Um, I think he's a shoe be- in. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Trey Young has kind of has to be in. Yeah. Even though, like, maybe. How many I do I have, have Tra- left? I, I don't have Trey Young on mine. No. I have Trey Young on mine begrudgingly. Um, Siakam. I have Siakam. Uh, I have Siakam. Then Jalen Brown. This is going to be a rough one, guys. I think I think Chuck and I have the same ones. And then give me. I don't know. So right now, obviously, Kyle Kuzma. Why not? I think it's hilarious. You're taking Kyle Kuzma over Bam Adebayo, your boy. Oh, oh wow, Bam. Never mind. Forgive me. He's having the best year I've ever seen Bam. I have, have six of Chuck's seven. So let's I... say so so to, to to recap, because Chuck threw some names out there. Um to recap, you have as your seven reserves Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. and then Halliburton, James Harden, Jimmy Butler, Pascal Siakam, Jalen Brown, and Bam Adebayo. Yep, that's me. He actually had eight because he said Trey Young, so we gotta cut Oh, one. and Trey Young. Uh yeah. if I got a Cut one. It'll be. I'm gonna punish Trey Young. Right. Even. I don't know. But also, I don't know. That works. No Trey. All right, Ch- uh, John. How are you? How are you different? I'm pretty much the same. I have Tatum. I went in order. I have Tate, and, and you're gonna excoriate me for my last one, but I, I'm I'm ready to argue. I think. Yeah. Tatum, Jalen Brown, Jimmy Butler. Trey Young, Pascal Siakam, Tyrese Halliburton, Jalen Brunson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I just feel like for me, a lot of times these all-star selections are are kind of story driven in my head. And I just can't work myself around the transformation that Brunson has brought to the Knicks in one way or another. I know you could very easily say that Julius Randle has the better statistics this year on his own team but just look at just look at what julius randall was doing before brunson showed up and i think that kind of uh illuminates 
the transformative nature. To me, a guy like Halliburton and Brunson have similar cases. Halliburton's is stronger statistically. Brunson's is stronger when I watch them play. Um, and then the other guys, it's just, I, I guess you could argue that Trey Young's um, efficiency is bad enough to knock him off. But I don't think so, considering that it's been pretty good since December started. So that really leaves you with just a couple of months of bad shooting to take away one of the top scorers and assist guys in the league. Um, you know, I, I it's just I, I'm I'm on I'm on board the whole story of Trey being uh, problematic this year and maybe killing his own coach and perhaps team chances this year. But I just can't at this point. I'm not ready to to strike him. Uh, and then Harden um, is like a version of Trey Young where the stats are further down. They're like down across the board. So for me, I was able I was able to apply the 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 practice I wanted to apply to Trey Young and knock him off that yeah. I couldn't quite get there. I did apply it <laughs> to James Harden. <laughs> I was able to find a way to, to to cut one of them. I would have liked to have cut uh, both. I would have liked to have included some other guys, but pretty boring. I can't believe I only have one calf. Uh, as much as I love Garland and some of the other calves, it was hard for me, uh, you know, but but this that's that's where I ended up. I really wanted to do something crafty and get Brooke Lopez on there just because I think he's having just an unbelievable season defensively and one of the more impactful players I see from week to week. But I couldn't get there. So to, re got, to, to recap, make sure I just I want to make sure I got it right. Uh, yeah. You have as your reserves. Jason Tatum, Tyrese Halliburton, Jimmy Butler, Pascal Siakam, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brunson. And Trey Young, yeah. So you're, I guess, uh, some of your bigger uh, Harden not making it. Uh, yeah. Bam Adebayo not making it. Bam um, probably should be on there, but I just couldn't get there. I the the Heat to me are not nearly as good as they should be, and I'm not going to give them two All Stars. Um, so that, that you know, that, that's just where that's where it ended up. So the ones I didn't struggle with are uh, are are. Oh wait, I have one much higher that you guys didn't even mention. I just I'm just now realizing. Oh. Um that would be DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a I'm He was a, like close big, on mine. I'm a big DeMar DeRozan guy and He's awesome. He's amazing. He's really great. And I I couldn't I definitely could because he's the most important player on the Bulls team and Certainly. With that combined with how just you know good he is, that I, I I have to put him on. I feel like so. So I was ready to come at this, yeah, because I have seen multiple games this year where he's just picked apart on defense. Yeah, he is. He is a lot, and it's like, and it's like, good lord, you can't even play this guy. Yeah. And that just that that really was my. My thing, I know you could say the same thing about Trey Young, but Trey Young averages thirty. He had 10. he had a thing. Here's a here's an anic an anecdote of how yeah. bad you could find little clips of, of DeRozan. DeRozan having a big statistical game, but I know this was an outlier game for uh, your boy Agbaji. Oh, <laughs> seven for seven. But like beyond the three pointers that he's not always going to make, Agbaji just drove right at DeRozan for an and one, and it looked like DeRozan was like, "Oh, I didn't think you would try me, 
sort of thing. Yeah. He he just drove right at his strong hand, made an and one layup because DeRozan just basically let him do it. Like he, he provided no resistance whatsoever. Uh, it's like the guys I play in pickup, where if I post up, they they just give up. They're like, oh, I don't want to post up. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> you know, he's like, I'm just, exhausting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let this bearded guy just make this layup because I don't want to touch him. Uh, and right. so uh, I think that's fair. Um, if that's a reason to keep him off, for me, I still got to put him on there. Um, I also fall back to, I guess my, uh, my own personal thing. I do weigh in the entertainment value. This is not for me. And in like a, um, well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> this is, this is going to punish some people. Uh, this is going to punish some people maybe more in the Western conference when we get there. It should I, punish people like DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> I, I factor, you know, the, the heaviest thing I'm weighing is how good your season is, but I okay. also am including, uh, one, how famous you are. Two, mm-hmm. how good are your highlights? Uh, three, how good has your career <laughs> been to this point? I think those things okay. matter. Like, yeah, I, you know, I right. think those things matter. Um, for, for Again, I don't know the exact formula in my brain. I haven't spelled it out. So this is not a 50% fan boat, 25 this, 25 that. I don't know. Uh, it, it's an art. It's not a science for me. Yes. But, all right, so obviously Tatum's in. I had to put Jimmy Butler and Pascal Siakam in. And then I, I felt most comfortable putting DeMar DeRozan in, and that left me with two spots. And um, the players, the, the three players I'm most considering for these two spots are Jalen Brown, Bam Adebayo, and James Harden. I felt a little easier about excluding Trey Young. Um, I don't know if that's fair. Did you exclude Halliburton just because it's one of those like... No, no, I had hey. Halliburton on there. Okay, I didn't hear you okay. say that. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Uh, Tatum, Halliburton, DeRozan, Jimmy Butler, Pascal Siakam. Those five I felt I felt strong about. And then the, the three guys I'm picking between where I've already crossed off Trey Young, I'm picking between Jalen Brown, Bam Adebayo, and um, James Harden. And I, I, I basically used another kind of arbitrary thing where I'm like, James Harden has played way fewer games. And mm-hmm. I don't know if he's demonstrably better than Jalen Brown or Bam Adebayo. I don't, and, and this is where I don't know. It seems weird to leave any of those guys off. But I, I right now have written in so, Jalen Brown and Bam and left off uh, James Harden, Trey Young, and your Brook Lopez's and your Knicks and so on and so forth. I feel like I feel like you can make the argument that James Harden is messing up what the Sixers want to do, and is that an All Star? I yeah, I don't know. I I don't um, know. I, I like when I watch I the Sixers, it's yeah. like this kind of like when Jay, when Harden's not out there, I see an offense. And then when Harden's out there, it just kind of goes to one of his your turn, my turn type type scenarios and it looks bad and they seem but I his statistics are undeniable. I at least when I watch Trey Young and the Hawks, he's still, you know, like it's 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 more of a playmaking assist as opposed to the James Harden assist that we've grown very used to. I don't know. I, for me, he's and I know you know this is a guy who should have won MVPs and has been a dominant player, but he's he's honestly slipped out of All Star range to me. I don't. Even, I think if you're even using our old school metric of is that guy an All Star? Yeah, I don't think so anymore. Yeah, I, I don't, think James Harden's not an All Star. I think that's. I that's for me that's a little bit bold, but also I I hear what you're saying. Like yeah. I have been watching obviously more Sixers games this year than he's, ever. He's not the same and, guy. And do I like if I were to rank my tiers of how enjoyable the Sixers are to watch? Um, yeah. 
you know, like which one? Put these in I'm order. I'm here for the Milton Melton game. Yeah, put put these in order. <laughs> uh, uh, just Embiid, just Harden, or neither. And mm-hmm. it's like, I think I like. I think initially I was like, I love it when James Harden doesn't play. But then yeah. I've realized I actually enjoy it more when Joel Embiid doesn't play. And again, I'm not a Sixers fan. I'm watching for purely <laughs> selfish purposes. I'm watching right. for D'Anthony Melton stuff. And I really liked it when it was Maxi Harden and Melton. And, and I was like, this rules. And there's yeah. no Embiid uh, catching them all the time. You, you are right. Where I don't know what makes the Sixers the best. I think it's going to be having Harden and, uh, and Embiid and doing that slowdown stuff. Is it as fun to watch in the regular season? No, it's definitely not. Um mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I left Harden off. I, yeah. I but, but but I think my excuse was I consider Trey Young and James Harden to be pretty similar, and also Jalen Brown and Bam Adebayo. They're all very very good, and I, I it just seemed it felt so arbitrary I, trying I, to I pick between them. It was weird. I would have left Trey Young off, but I felt a nagging thing of like I'm letting this Bill Simmons verse get to me too much about this Trey Young Maybe thing. So. And I mean, he's he's not sure. Is he having a shooting slump? Sure, but like. Like I said, I went and looked at the numbers and like December on, he's kind of returning to form as far as shooting. And so really we're talking about just a couple of months. That's just not enough to ding a guy who I think was probably going to be an all-star starter most of his career. Yeah. I I will say that there are, I would say like 10 really, really strong options for reserves in, in the East. Like we haven't even mentioned Jared Allen. Mm-hmm. Jared Allen, I, been I, an I all-star. He's awesome. I went and stared at his stats as well, and I was like, I wouldn't even. I would pick Garland over Allen, and I know Garland hasn't played enough games, but like, I just had a hard time p- going to the third calf. We were it, also last. I went year, and looked at. I went roster by roster. Was yeah. kind of how I was doing it, and, yeah. and like that makes it a little harder. Like Deontay Murray, we did, we're not getting to do. You know, yeah, he's had a great like, year. He's yeah, Deontay Murray's been great. I was going to say last year we were positive that going forward Evan Mobley was going to be like the most likely yeah and, all-star yeah, from the Cavs and again that's a, not, that's a, that's a, not a not a leap that's a good lesson to slow down on your rookies um, <laughs> yeah I I mean all I need to, all you got to say about rookies is like I'm having my best eye shop year ever and I just that's our that's our negative fantasy league by the way folks and I just and by the way the reason Tyrese Halliburton makes my all-star team hands down is he's made it so that I've had to drop. Uh, I shop legend Buddy Heald from my negative <laughs> fantasy team. He's making Buddy Heald a positive player. But um, I just have rookies. I just have rookies on my eye shop, and I think this is a strong strategy. I'm sorry to give up the ghost and tell everybody, but just draft <laughs> rookies. They're not very good. <laughs> you know, It's hard to be a good rookie in this league. So to recap, um, we're dealing with the starters being Kyrie, Donovan Mitchell, Giannis, Embiid, and Durant. We if all... we want to canonize this and have a, a seven that we can agree on, I will strike my Brunson and Trey Youngs if you guys want. Well, we we I don't think we have to agree. I think we, okay. we all have Halliburton, Tatum, Jimmy Butler, Pascal Siakam, and Jalen Brown. Yeah. For my other two spots, I did DeRozan and Adebayo. For Chuck's other two spots, uh, you did wait. Did you did Trey? You did Trey and Adebayo. No, you did Harden and Adebayo and kicked off. Harden and Adebayo kicked off Trey. And mm-hmm. and John, you did Brunson and 
my Brunson is my Brunson's probably indefensible. You did Brunson and Trey and kicked off Harden and Adebayo. Is that right? Yeah, my last okay. two selections are Halliburton and Brunson. Yeah. I again, I don't think there I don't think there's a right answer. I yeah. think I think everyone's going to have their own lived experience on this. Uh-huh. There are there are definitely blind spots. There like the teams that are the blind spots for me this year that I don't watch the most of. Like uh Oh, well. Wow. In the East, I've picked two All-Stars off of this team, and it's the Heat. Chuck, it's your Heat. I haven't watched I, the Heat that much this year, but in my well, mind, I'm like, well, I'm like, Jimmy Butler's awesome, I and mean, Bam Adebayo's awesome, and, and Jimmy Butler got snubbed last year, so, like, for the weird not-enough-games thing, and so... I think Bam's finally, like, turned the corner as far as, like, a guy you can count on. If you were to go um, by Bam's last two weeks, my God. Mm. I mean, he's averaging, yeah. like, 30 points a game, right? Yeah, he's insane. And he's uh, like, he's absolutely a m- maniac on defense. Yeah. Like all the stuff, Miami's defense is still a top 10 defense and they can do great things only because of that guy. I feel like bad. Everybody I else kind of stunks. <laughs> it should probably be out of bio, Well, I was like, if the, if, the, if the Knicks fans can't vote on Jalen Brunson, it's not my problem. The um, Knicks have one right. more win than the Heat. There you have it. Uh, right. <laughs> And also apologies to Lamella Ball. Sorry, buddy. Um, you would be yeah. fine. But uh Paolo Bencaro? Paolo Drew, was like, Drew Holiday, who we picked as being maybe the best player ever to only make one all-star game. But, but we rightfully said that he's probably stuck there. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. probably stuck there. Miles Turner having an amazing season. Anyways, uh, let's go to the Western Their Conference. Their defense is bad. The Western Conference, bad news for us Grizzlies fans. John Morant not gonna get voted in this year. Um Steph and Luca. Garbage. Are going to win the uh can I do the uh, Western the starters? Vote. It's Please. Uh, LeBron, yeah, uh Curry, uh Andrew Wiggins, Jordan <laughs> Poole, and Jonathan Kaminga, I think are who the fans uh, are. Thank, thank goodness Jordan Poole's shooting twenty six percent in his last fifteen games. Um it, it, with, with the one outlier being the Grizzlies game on Christmas. Uh you forgot Austin Reeves. Austin John? Reeves in the top ten of votes. If they, can, if Knicks fans can get Derrick Rose in the top ten of guard votes, why aren't they voting for Jalen Brunson? Um, uh-huh. Anyway, check and mate, I will knock over my king now. <laughs> uh, the Western Conference starters, it's going to be Steph, Luca, LeBron, and Jokic, and this is close right now. AD is currently leading. Uh, yes. it's going to be AD or Zion for my all for my all-star game i kind of hope it's zion because it makes my reserves easier but let's go let's go with what it currently is it's not he's not overtaking the laker um i mean he's not even playing he's not even playing although zion's also on the shelf um so we got steph luca lebron ad and Jokic. we got to pick f- seven more john who are your uh, all-star reserves in the western conference in order of import, John Morant, Zion Williamson, Dame Lillard, Devin Booker, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Paul George, and I might get excoriated again, Draymond Green. I just threw up a little bit. Yeah. Sorry. On that um, last one. Draymond Green carrying a below 500 Warriors team. Carrying. All right, that's wild. Okay, I mean, that team's really bad. Here's 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 some bad news. Um, <laughs> well, here, here's a couple a couple bits of bad news. One, I okay. I picked six of the same seven. 
Oh. Um, more bad news. If you didn't name white guy heroes Lowry Markin and, and DeMontis Sabonis to the All-Star game, I'm worried they're not going to make it. Um, yeah. I, I mean, so we all watch, we've all watched a good number of Jazz games, right? And I know mm-hmm. he has a 50-point game. Like, the offense doesn't even run around Lowry Markin and, like, He's just like he's, he's a just a very efficient. He's, he's a just good, a very efficient player. scorer. He's not an all star. I can't do it. And then like they are hosting just, the all star game. It's in Utah. Yes, I, I I just don't think so. Like he's not even close for me. You know, like I, I have some bonus ahead of Markinen. But Sabonis is another guy. It's like I do too. The DeRoz- I do it's too, like the, the DeRozan thing where it's just like he's too terrible at certain elements of the game. And then even the elements that like he's supposed to be unstoppable at a guy like Steven Adams can just take him out of it. Like, you know, I know he has the best rebounding rate, most rebounds, but I don't think of Sabonis as like the best rebounder in the league or I, I think the King story is a team story. I don't think it's a DeMontis Sabonis story. Right. I think if you had it's to a beam mean, team, if you had to take away one player or like, I don't I don't know. Who, I, don't know who's, Fox. I don't know who's more important to the team, Sabonis or or Fox. So that that, that makes it hard for me. Or, to me, it's not even either of those guys. Like if it, it's it's a congealing of all those guys, you know, like it's the Davion Mitchell. It's the fact that they have flamethrowers at every position. It's not an all star thing. If I look at the Western Conference reserves, I think there are some that are unassailable. And I think you have to have Shea. You have to have Ja. And I think you have to have Devin Booker. Are there any others that like you absolutely have? Like, is Paul George like Dame. A, a necessary? Dame. I I have Dame on mine, but I'm I'm struggling with it. Why? I think he's an all star. Dame I mean, Lillard's like a like he's awesome sixth place MVP. And I maybe I'm too swayed by the fact that they lose all their road games. But like, yeah, and, and, like, and he's also missed a lot of games too, which I think you could ding him for. So but I, I when, looked, the, when he plays, they are awesome. They're, I'm not gonna say when he plays, they're like the seventh best team. I mean, dude, just like th- man. Th- they have played every game on the road. The, oh, the Blazers agree, yeah, are yeah. much better than you think they are. Yeah, which might be true. Well, I, again, how good do I think they are? I think they're about the seventh or eighth best team. I mean, I don't, I don't yeah. think they're better than the Warriors. Yeah, you're really high on the Warriors, even though you didn't believe in them. For it. Well, I mean, yeah, you put, yeah. I mean, well, they they got a couple All Stars with Draymond Green and uh, Steph Curry. No, um, so I do have Lillard <laughs> on mine, but again, I don't. I was more like maybe I'm punishing him too much for the team not being as as elite, having the worst bench in the entire league, despite us thinking it would be a strength. Yeah, uh, um, had I a game I, last I week think, where they had three bench points, three I think, quarters of the way in. Uh, I think I think for me I have Sabonis and Lillard very very close. Chuck, what do you uh, where, where are you at on the All Star reserves? You got Morant and Shea and uh, and, and I th- Zion and Booker and also Paul George maybe. Yeah, um, I think that works for me. But I, I like I I, I kind of like Laurie Markkinen, and I think it's once again a hilarious event if he makes an All Star team only because of what it, he was traded as a Not like much. kind of a second thought Lots you know Jetsum. He, he was the guy that they got rid of you know and uh it feels incredible that that's uh that's a possibility it might not happen but just that fact alone but yeah I, i'm in line with the rest of them i like lillard um 
I like Shay and Ja, obviously, and Zion if AD's in the starting lineup. But I'm Paul George kind of feels right. Um, but that's that's about it as far as guys that I'm like, yeah, that's for sure all star. But I, I you're capping your I, team at ten. I love it. I think I I think that's <laughs> the only players I'm like, yeah, those are for sure all stars. Yeah. Everybody else is like, I guess you can be an all star if you want, like. The Draymond thing was wild until I looked at it, and I'm like, "All right, like he's a big name and he's, yeah, he's fun." Good. And so I would like good. guys I would put in over Larry Markinen. I'd put Anthony Edwards in over Larry Markinen on the sorry balls Timberwolves. I had a lot of trouble dealing with Anthony Edwards on this one. I love Ann Edwards. He's too. awesome. <laughs> he's so great. He's so good. Um, yeah. Can I take a Russell Westbrook seriously? No. No. I would that, put Boner in over Laurie Markkinen. Yeah, well, I don't. And know. then I would put in Laurie Markkinen. <laughs> I, I like the chaos, and I think yeah, Sabonis there. That's. I mean, we have know. a very Laurie Markkinen is might be our new most hilarious one-time All Star answer soon. I don't know. I think he's good. I think he's just like a scorer. And he's going to score a bunch of points for a long Dude, time. I mean, someone has to score points. Yeah, someone has to score points. Somebody so, has and to score and, points. And, and I think Larry Markkinen is in a position on the Utah Jazz and maybe only on the Utah Jazz to do this. Hmm. Here, And so, it could so, be a so very, like Chuck, funny, very Chuck, funny trivia answer down the lot many years. It could have, be. Chuck, it could have be. you committed to a – a because you have Morant and Shea and uh-huh. Zion and Paul George, and I believe you also said Devin Booker and Damian Lillard? Yeah, he did. How many, so how you many have do I have more, left? You have one more, one more spot left for a Sabonis or an Anthony Edwards or a Larry Markinen or an Aaron Gordon or a Draymond or whatever. Nah, give me, you know, whatever. Give me Clay Thompson. Oh God! I just threw. Give I, me whatever. I threw up give on my him. microphone for the second time. It's the fine. Same I love big names. That's what I want my my All Star right. game to be about. I don't want like somebody has to score, Chuck. Somebody has to score. He scores. He's he scores. He's twenty points per game. Not great. He's splits. It, it's a great. It's a great story. Fifty point games though. Great story. Yeah. I mean, I think that uh, that matters, and it makes I think me feel I could good. Be more sickened than my own Draymond Green selection, but I will at least say Draymond Green's having one of the best defensive seasons I've ever seen. I don't know. Yikes. I think names matter for the All Star game. Names do and, matter. I agree with you hundred percent. And legacy matters. And like I said, it matters less for me, but it does matter. It still matters. So, but I mean, the Warriors I mean, it, it, are 20 really and 20. Yeah. 20 and 20. It's sort of the heat. Yeah. All I mean, right. like all of the teams are 20 and 20. <laughs> like it's like so many of the great, like here's, here's it, a philo- here's a philosophical from the, question from the, from the Lakers to the like Kings. I think it's 20 and 20. Like it's just some iteration of it. Yeah. I think I'm. I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to. After sounding some of these things, these things out, I think I'm going to do an audible for for my last spot. But he, here's okay. here's a philosophical question I want to ask you guys about picking an All Star game. Which is better, in a vacuum? Which is better for selecting an All Star? A guy who averages 22 points per game, and his team is 17 and 20 when he plays, or a guy who averages 22 points per game. And his team is 15 and five when he plays. One guy played 37 games. The other guy played 20 games. 
One guy wins 75% of his games. The other guy's under 500. I hate, I hate I this. I still don't know if that's meaningful enough set of statistics for me. It, yeah, you could obviously use a lot more context. Yeah, um, that just seems the arbitrary. Well, I mean, it's, it's I think, but it, I think it's one know, sense arbitrary. It's in another sense an actual real world scenario. Right. I, I think you know if if you put if you put the gun to the head, I will. You know, I obviously take the latter. Yeah. Because here's here's where I'm struggling, and this is where I'm getting my homer points. The there are, uh, there are a lot of guys like Larry Markkinen, like Jeremy Grant, dudes who are mm. scoring a bunch of points and their teams are bleh. And then Jeremy Grant, who the ringer had one spot ahead of Jaron Jackson Jr. in the hundred best NBA players. I'm they right have on. Jeremy Grant as the fortieth best player in the NBA. Yes. <laughs> I am not convinced, and I know. Cover your ears, John. I'm pretty sure Jeremy Grant and Dylan Brooks have basically the exact same effect on winning, but who knows? Uh, I, the, yeah. the, the, basketball, <laughs> the basketball index people, they had him at the same grade. I, I threw those two out. They looked it up. They're like, oh, wait, we have him graded exactly the same as uh, as impact on, on, uh, on winning. Um, I am, I was looking at like, like Desmond Bain's case who I, I, I had like basically like 25th in my list when I did my list, but then I'm like, the Grizzlies are 15 and five when Desmond Bain plays and he averages 22 points per game, but he's not even getting considered. And even me, uh, a Grizzlies guy had him really low on the list, but see, I couldn't do the Bain train because I am Jaron Jackson jr. All-star guy. So that's, so that's I my, couldn't have three. That's, that's my guy. I <laughs> yeah. have, I have, I have Morant, Shea, Zion, Paul George, Devin Booker, Damian Lillard and Jaron Jackson jr. Yeah. And it's, it's 100% colored by yeah. the fact that I watch these other guys play the Grizzlies. And yeah. I am not watching as many Portland Trailblazers games. But then when I see, like, whoever, or if, I, if I'm not watching as many Jazz games, but when I see Larry Markin come in here, and I'm like, oh, well, Jaron's way better than you are. And then oh, I yeah. see DeMontis Sabonis come in here, and I'm like, oh, Steven Adams and, and Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, look better than you. Um it colors me. Jaron right now has this historic thing. His numbers are not overwhelming, 17 points per game, but like three and a half blocks per game? Five that's, blocks per game. That's nuts. Uh he's godlike. He uh he spotted <laughs> if, he spotted if we had done the a regular entire, show, he would have been my best of the week. He spotted the entire NBA 14 games. <laughs> and he's already caught them for blocks. He's third in the NBA in total blocks. And, and like everyone else in the top five, top 10 has played 10 to 15 more games than him. No one has taken a dump on Jaron Jackson Jr. Like Danny and Nate from Dunked On. And they are talking about him and his limited games being a defensive player of the year. Right. <laughs> you know, like he's probably the favorite for defensive player of the year. The, he's going to have to get hurt to not win it. The, the, the numbers, like there was a brief moment two games ago where. The opposing teams were shooting 39.9% when Jaron Jackson Jr. was on the court. That's Nasty. outrageous. He has and this, this isn't and this isn't a Miles Turner empty blocks thing where the Pacers are actually very easy to score on and have bad defense. No, when the Jaron's Grizzlies on the, the floor, best, the, the Grizzlies are unstoppable. Well, the Grizzlies have the on. best defense in the NBA, period. Yeah. But all like as far as defensive rating. But when Jaron's on the court, it's absurd. Yeah. 
he has all these five block three seal games. All these all these stats brought to you courtesy of Grits and Grinds and Memphis Grizzlies podcast. The uh, there are there's been four games this year where players had at least five blocks and three steals. Jaron has three of them. So it's like the and also by the way, the Grizzlies are really really good. And okay, so, so since you're doing this, am I yeah. allowed to now yeah. do the right thing and excise Draymond Green and slide Jaron in there? Yeah, baby, of course. All right, get, it's get, done. No Draymond. Get, get Jaron out of there. No, but like, I, but even with all that said, I have a hard time being like, is it Jaron over Anthony Edwards? Because Anthony Edwards rules, and he's the it, and yeah. he's the best player on the he's the best player on so, the Timberwolves. So, so to me, if, if Jaron just plays more games, this isn't a conversation. Like he's a very easy All Star to me. That's kind of where I I keep thinking. But even even if he ends up play, even if he played the same number of games. One of the things in my head that that holds me back from doing like a, a Jaron Jackson Jr. But, but this West this West thing is disgusting. It's like hard. These player, this list is disgusting. I agree. It's and it's kind of hard and not fun. I mean, it's set part. to me. It's set in stone. You got one spot we're playing with. Yeah. So that's and that's where I came to started considering like, well, maybe I'm not putting Lillard in, despite the fact that he's been awesome, or or, or maybe I'm not going to put in like uh, like Paul George. Where, well, I, I mean, don't know. Paul George is my sixth guy. Paul George know? is awesome. Yep. I mean, right now I feel very colored by the fact that they've lost. I think they've lost six straight. And so I'm like, I, I guess it's Paul George. I don't, you know. Well, he's so, not playing. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's just difficult. If, if Zion wins the vote. Now, oh. Now, AD, by the way, he's the guy with the other five block three steal game. AD has wow. been amazing. amazing. I, so, right. so check it out. Like, if if LeBron isn't voted into the starter, LeBron falls all the way to six on my vote. Oh, I hadn't considered that because he's going to be voted in. Yeah, LeBron right. has too much legacy. He would have to be. He would have to be. Yeah, he's, he, I still have him. He'd have to be actively hurt for me not to. Uh, he's, put he's, him and in. especially the you know he's kind of putting on putting yeah. putting the gas on too close to vote time. You know, scoring talking about scoring forty points a game. That's just math. You know, kudos to him. <laughs> <laughs> kudos to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I, the, the West is impossible. Like we had a good time in the East. The West, it's like locked in. We have a little bit of fun with this seventh spot. Yeah, I think I think, and we're going I, double grids. Sorry, I think Jeff. this exercise is. <laughs> it's important that it, it spells out that. I mean, I guess y- you could out there come up with a list where you crossed off one of Jean Morant, Shea Alexander, Zion Williamson, Paul George. Devin Booker or Damian Lillard, but you're probably not going to. Those six are probably in, and yeah. and then you you have one more, uh, one you more know spot for everybody else. Anthony Edwards, Debonta Sabonis, Lowry Markin, and uh, Draymond Clay. Um, it's hard. Darren Fox. Am I missing anybody? Usman Garuba. So. <laughs> Chris Paul. I mean. No. CJ McCollum. Oh, yeah. I mean, CJ McCollum. Wow. Uh, Jonas. <laughs> um, Kawhi. Kawhi. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, Kawhi, yeah, Kawhi's return. It, it is. I mean, Aaron Gordon, I think, has a similar case. If if right. the, if you're going to pick the second yeah, best Aaron player Gordon, we're gonna on, get to on, on the our, Nuggets. In our, in our croissant questionnaire, like. Unbelievable. Like, he's been great, and the Nuggets keep on winning. You know, if we want to do a, you know, um, like, I don't know. It, it's hard. I think, 
I think the homer pick me wants to do Jaron Jackson Jr., although the more I think about it, the more I feel like I should put Anthony Edwards in and, and not not go with Jaron. So I it, it's so so you tricked me into switching to Jaron. Now you're gonna take these away out. Flawless victory. <laughs> Thank Kudos you. to you, sir. And I do feel like I'm gonna get flamed by the dinguses, the Minnesota dinguses. I do too. feel like Sabonis has an excellent argument. I and can't. Ki- do and it, Kings man. fans would be like, you've snubbed Sabonis. It's like, ah, I guess so. But well, like, go go rewatch Demontis Sabonis versus Steven Adams from so go go watch Sabonis get zero <laughs> rebounds in the fourth quarter while <laughs> Steven Adams had six offensive rebounds alone in the fourth quarter. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't. I oh can't. man, this was I, this was super fun. Um, we uh, I I know in our show notes, Chuck, I was about to mention it. You said if we had done the best thing, you you were going to be Jokic because let's just can we just we didn't even talk about him because he was um just, he's, I mean, he's a starter, he's the best, but like. If Jokic keeps having these perfect triple doubles, I think we'll get to Jokic in our croissant question oh, as well. I think, okay, actually. all right, let's just do that. Let's uh, let, let's mm-hmm. let's jump ahead uh, before the award segment to a single listener question: the croissant question. Any questions? Um, yes. Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. Magnus asks, is it just me or have we been getting more mid-career breakout slash skill developments lately than we used to? Aaron Gordon may have become a two-way player. Tyus Jones is looking to score more. Utah Watanabe was almost out of the league and is an essential cog on the Vaughn Coach of the Year watch nets. Wiggins became an almost legitimate all-star just last year. Have I forgotten about past late bloomers or did this not happen as much around the 2010s and earlier? So going back to what you were saying, Keith, I think in most of these, you are just seeing greener pastures. Aaron Gordon's now playing next to one of the most sublime team basketball players in history, and it's rubbing off on him a little bit. Much like when Bill Walton spent his final years with Larry Bird, he suddenly became this electrifying, redheaded, passing stalwart again. Um, Tyus Jones is in a perfect situation for him to be able to plug and play when they need him to. Um. I think what you're looking at here, and I think this always happens, I don't think it's so much late bloomers. It's just guys finding the right fit, except for Utah Watanabe, who has gone Super Saiyan and is now godlike. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say something similar, John, where I feel like a a lot of those – I honestly think the Tyus Jones thing is not that far removed from Andrew Wiggins finding the perfect basketball home and from – Aaron Gordon finding the perfect basketball home and the perfect basketball front court tandem with Nikola Jokic. I think Tyus Jones is a very, very good player. If you took him out of maybe this perfect spot, like if the Timberwolves had kept him, would he be averaging 20 points and seven assists as a starter this season? I, I doubt it. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to take away the individual work all these guys do and, and, and credit it to like a, a larger thing. But I do think it's, you see it a lot of times in sports where a lot of times, uh, you know, how portable is this guy's talent and or how portable is this guy's statistics that he's posting? And, you know, they they vary based on where you play. I mean, just Chuck's team, you know, like they oh, they, they pride themselves on just developing dudes. Like we could turn a Max Struess into a guy. We could turn a Duncan Robinson in, into a guy. What the heat Develop is great the dude is. And then pay the dude way too much money. Yeah. The, the Heat's doing a good job where they're, Max Struess is becoming Duncan Robinson before he gets paid. So it's like <laughs> really cool of him to 
can we do that? Can we talk about Aaron Gordon for a little bit longer though? Just because it's kind of weird that it's like, all right, guy, you're the greatest dunker who ever lived. Maybe dunk more in games. Right. All it took like, was this someone. Seems, this seems Honestly, so elementary. Aaron Gordon talking about his own dunks might have been the first kudos to me. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my number to 50 for my dunk contest score. Um, no, uh, Aaron Gordon. Yeah, well, it's also, it's one of those things where we talk about, like, you know, if this guy didn't try to be the, or wasn't asked to be the go-to guy. If right. this guy just let the offense come to him and just knocked out, shot open threes, played hard on defense, cut hard to the basket, and did all the little things, you know, we're like, oh, he'd be great. But it hardly ever happens. Where it's just it's just too hard for people to transition into that. Everyone's like, if Rudy Gay could just do all this stuff, you're like, yeah, I don't know. He was asked to be the guy from day one. And then after four years, people are like, hey, could you no longer do that? It's hard to transition. And Aaron Gordon has done it, probably because he's playing beside... I- I think, an all time. I, think a, I think it's a Jokic effect. It's, like, yeah. it's made Aaron Gordon real. Because Aaron Gordon's a pretty awesome passer, too. And it's like, ooh, I want to get in on this. Yeah. You know, like, we're not awesome, but he likes to do flourish pass- I mean, passes. I, th- I mean, I think Jeremy Grant is another similar. He he might, I don't know if it's um, a culture thing. I think that's more of a development story where it's like, this guy is just keeps getting better. He keeps getting, um, you know. Well, he was, he was good in, in a sense in Denver. He was bad in Detroit. Kess Kess is that main guy. Yeah, and then and then back he's in Portland, right now, yeah. he, he's good in he's good in a sense, but he, he's not better than Jeremy. I Jackson. think this has always yeah. happened. To answer, yeah, I do too. Like uh, Chauncey Billups, the famous, took him forever to get good. Um, well, not like that, Kyle not the, Lowry, not that um, long ago. Yeah, Mike, Kyle Lowry and Mike, Mike Conley. Mike Conley. Um, yeah, even I do like, not think this is even anything like new. Uh, Daryl Armstrong. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. just right. journeyman guys playing overseas, and all of a sudden they put it together, and they then they find the right opportunity. You just Brian know, <laughs> I, I think it shows. I think it shows. You know how Brian Scalabrini. It shows how close all these guys are to Brian May. Players who aren't in the league right now. How a lot of them. There's still tons of guys out there who just with the one right opportunity, like they fill in, and you you see it constantly where. A guy goes down and Utah Watanabe gets his chance, or I don't know, like Dwayne Washington on the Suns stepping in with Devin Booker and uh, campaign. Dude, Dwayne and, Washington's usage rate on the Suns. He, well, I mean, national story. Suns <laughs> aren't winning, but there's a lot of guys who can just step just up. Don't. And then, uh, yeah. Uh, so I, just I, all those guys on the Suns and Dwayne Washington steps in and becomes Jordan, like as far as usage rate, like, well, yeah. how? Um, so I, I, again, not without doing probably the, uh, the days and days of research that fully answering Magnus's question requires. Um, Absolutely not. I think my, my yeah, this must be a fun segment. I'm not, it sounds like homework. Uh, <laughs> trying to answer his, his question with, uh, um, any form of accuracy Shame on or, you. Or, or, or confidence. Shame on you, Magnus. Um, but uh, anyways, thanks for the question, Magnus. It, it, it is something fun to ponder. Uh, if you out there have a question you want answered on air or as part of our Millennial Brunch Zoom hangout, by the way, I believe this Thursday night uh, around 9 p.m. Central, uh, we're going to answer some of your questions in our playback room. This will be a little bit different. It will not be uh, open just to patrons because uh, we're going to do it on playback. We'll probably have our patrons select which game we watch, but uh, this Thursday night, 9 
9 p.m. to 10 p.m. or so. We will do a power hour again and watch some NBA basketball and also answer your questions. Uh, but if you want to get involved with that, as far as us answering your questions, either on the show or in the Slack, anywhere else, you have to be a Patreon supporter. You can also uh, join the Pickle Pick'em contest. You can play in the awesome fantasy leagues uh, like our iShop Negative Fantasy League. Of course, you can't do it this year. That league is insane. There are 32 teams, and basically everyone's trying hard. Um, so uh, thank you for doing that, patrons. But if you want to support the show, get involved with all the bonus stuff, uh, do it at patreon.com slash breakfast. It is now time for the awards segment of the program, the International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award given each week to the worst performance in a box score. We have a few honorable mentions. Ben Matherin and Malik Beasley went one for nine. Bojan Bogdanovic, who everyone wants to trade for. Oh, excuse me. Bogdan Bogdanovic. Um, that's Bogger my mistake. Dogger. Bogdan Bogdanovic uh, was two for 13. James Harden was four for 17. We have three nominees as they occurred uh, chronologically through the last week. We have Royce O'Neal of the red hot Brooklyn Nets. I shop legend. I shop legend. In a rare loss for the Nets, Royce was 0 for 9 with no points. A true zero. Zero Mm. points, four rebounds, three assists, one steal, no turnovers, three personal fouls. Then we had Mikhail Bridges. In a narrow loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers, Mikhail Bridges was 3 for 15. 10 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks, 1 turnover, 1 personal foul. And then Pascal Siakam in an overtime loss to the Bucks, uh, one we talked about earlier, actually. Uh, Pascal Siakam had a, had, was 4 for 18 on his field goal attempts. 11 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, one block, three turnovers, five personal fouls. So we have Royce O'Neal, 0 for 9, no points, three assists. Mikhail Bridges, 3 for 15, 10 points, seven rebounds, four assists. And Pascal Siakam, 11 points, eight rebounds, four assists, five fouls. And what he was think? 4 for 18? 4 for 18 for Pascal. I think it's between Pascal and Royce. Volume versus perfection of doing absolutely nothing. Um, offensively, yeah, it's a funny. It's funny because you have you definitely have it's a yeah. This is a. I mean, this is an aesthetic. Yeah, Pascal's is, four, is yeah. Pascal's is four for four for eighteen <laughs> with five thousand three turnovers, but eleven points eight boards, and then Royce zero for nine, no points, only three assists. I will say that's pathetic. Three assists. I will. Here's here's what I'm going to go. If Royce had done this in twelve minutes of playing time. <laughs> I'd, go, I'd go Pascal. Royce did it in 35 minutes of playing time. Uh, I am going to vote for Royce O'Neal despite the paltry nine you know attempts. What? We need to start. We need to start putting in minutes more often. Well, I mean, if it's a factor, That's it is in the great... box score. We're allowed to use it. So That's um, an elite eye shop. Yeah, I'm, yeah, gonna go, I'm, I'm gonna going go Royce. Royce too. Okay. Uh, Pascal almost fouled out, so at least he tried. Yeah. Although for me, when the fouls pass zero and they get closer to six I, it then becomes a positive for me uh, but okay. everyone again everyone weigh however you want it 
Um, that's fine, Chuck. Uh, congratulations, uh, John. Do you want to do you want to make it unanimous, or do you want to give a a pass? I'm fine right? with that. Uh, all right, a unanimous for Royce O'Neal. Good job. Thirty-five Swayed. minutes. No field goals made. Zero points scored. Uh, congratulations, winning this week's award. Uh, par fadeaway, gentlemen. What things are we looking forward to? Or if you have something you want to, if you have a worse thing you want to throw out, anything. We're uh, it's been a weirder show, a little bit different. So uh, whatever you want to say, uh, let's just keep it under ten minutes. Great. Uh, what <laughs> things are you looking forward to uh, in the coming week? So I'm gonna get it started a little bit early. Uh, we have a we will have a to my mind huge watch party coming up. Oh, we yeah. have a huge watch party. Uh, January twentieth. Yeah, For, I forgot who the Grizzlies are playing. Uh, Lakers <laughs> Grizzlies oh. nine p.m. Central Start Time at Nobles Beer Hall in Nashville, Tennessee. We have people from far flung locales attending. Uh, I'm going to try to bring the noise this time. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't wait. Um, you mean like the police when it was bring the noise? Are you bringing the, I'm just going to let it hang <laughs> out bring there. The I'm going to let you, uh, anguish over it. That's great. No, I, nice. you know, there are people coming. People yeah. have apparently heard about the Grizzlies Joe National Yoder? Watch Parties and uh, we have Yoder. Patreon supporters coming. We have Grizzlies fans leaving Memphis to come here. Oh, Love look. it. So, I mean, is it an unofficial Fast Break Breakfast party? Yes, it is. Uh, come. Uh-huh. Uh, if you're anywhere near Friday, January 20th, we'll be giving away lots of Grizzlies prizes. Got some cool trucker hats. Um, yep. We'll uh, give them those away. We got some bobbleheads. Uh, we have a lot of uh, got these nice, I think they're like 11 by 17 Dylan Brooks printouts. Oh, man. Valuable. Valuable. Invaluable. Priceless is the word I'm looking for. Um, <laughs> you should come get some of those. I will say I've, I've been going to games a lot, and um, I've never seen a, a a people like maul each other for like a giveaway like those Dylan Brooks sunglasses. Oh, I, I I got two, and I gave mine to like near sobbing children who we didn't might, get theirs. We might give away some fast break breakfast T-shirts. I mean that. Ooh. Well, it's gonna be nuts. So come, yeah, come to Noble's Beer Hall on Friday, January twentieth. Uh, Chuck, what do you got? Uh, the Heat play the Thunder on TNT tonight. There's gonna be no hero. Nope, maybe no Bam. No Kyle Lowry. It's just gonna be Jimmy Butler and a bunch of scrubs. That's my favorite Heat lineup. It's just Jimmy <laughs> and nobodies, and they're that's playing the, on that's national. The t- that's the team he he beat that's the two starters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's who he beats the other the rest of the starters. He, with. he will yeah. take your third stringers and he will whoop you. Um, I so and I yeah, I'm looking personally, and I I'm confused as to who in the NBA league office thought it would the Heat and Oklahoma City Thunder would be a good game on national television. But I'm telling you, if you're gonna, you should watch it. It's gonna be dope. To um, uh, the tenth when this comes out, I got a couple things I'm looking forward to. One, um, uh, I wanna I wanna acknowledge some referee brethren who've been doing some stuff, and I don't think I'm gonna keep it up. Maybe Josh Dobbs forward pass. No, they've uh, <laughs> there've been some weird calls this year. Uh, maybe it feels like more than <laughs> other years. Luca got maybe the quickest technical foul I've ever seen, but I loved it because he clearly committed a foul and then did a little baby tantrum where he st- where yeah. he started like st- stamping his feet and shaking his hands like he's Luca a- does a lot of he did he did a he did he did a toddler tantrum and I don't remember who the referee was but the referee said I see the foul that's an obvious foul and then you acted like a baby and he called a tech it was all like a span of one second but yeah. I was like hey that's a that's that's for me that's a good tech 
You committed the foul. It was obvious. And then you threw a tantrum? Yeah, yeah. Hit him up with that. But I want to see if the officials uh, stick with it. Um, I'm also looking forward to, I mean, this. You don't because then Jaron will be thrown out of every game. It's true. Jaron throws some tantrums. Don't th- just don't throw the tantrum. That's what I say. They, they are strategic tantrums, though. They're early <laughs> in the game. They have a purpose. Shout out to Jaron fouling out of his first game of the year. Uh, wow. Jared. You ruined that for me, by the way. I didn't even respond to your text back. I was so mad at your correct logic. What? Oh, you were like, like you, you were they're like, like, they're letting Jaron play. Like, you were like, they let Taylor, Taylor let Jaron play through it. I'm like, nah, man. They pulled him out with foul trouble. They had nine minutes left, put him back in. He still fouled out. Um, the, uh, <laughs> I'm also looking forward to uh, apparently the Bojan Bogdanovich sweepstakes. Um, everyone's trying to get Bojan, which still wow. confuses me because yeah. they got him for matching salary. In the summer? Did no one know they wanted a Bojan on their team over the summer? Did no one know they were going to be good? Like, why didn't... I mean, was it literally? And I don't want to walk down this road if, too if far. If a Bojan's worth that much, how much does a Danny Green sound to everybody? Come on now. Who, <laughs> who is going to be more ready to play basketball in March? Danny Green or Jay Crowder? Which player will be in better NBA shape in March? I don't. If, I don't if know the, the Grizzlies answer. trade for trade Danny Green for Jay Crowder. What has happened? It'll be, <laughs> it'll be Danny Green. No, uh, I'm confused. Why Bojan? I was confused at the time how it was just a matching salary of Kelly Olynyk to get Bojan, and now everyone's like, "Oh yeah, we got we got to get that guy." It's like, why? Where were you? Was your phone broken? Were you? I don't know. Maybe it was. That, that no one else had 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 white matching salary, and the Jazz said <laughs> we're gonna need white matching salary. Um, we need a white guy. We got we got Markin in the door. We got a Kessler in the door. We gotta get oh we got a Linux. Yeah, we, we, we could send out Bojan for on that Linux for a matching white salary. <laughs> Anyways, um, Grizz fans get big time game day deals when you sign up for buzzer beaters. Text buzzer beater to eight three three five five zero 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 two eight to opt in for discounts to your next home game today. Get tickets, get hyped, and get big savings with buzzer beaters. Visit grizzlies.com slash buzzer beater for more information. To support our show, do that at patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, follow us on Twitter at fast break break. Follow Chuck the Mighty Chuck. Follow John Master John Burr. Don't miss the playback on Thursday night. Don't miss the watch party on Friday, January 20th. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being TNG. Fast break, break, man. You understand? Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.